Welcome to the Inside the Junior Rain podcast. I'm your host, Ben Frank, and each and every week we give you an inside look on what goes on behind the scenes of a USA Hockey model association, the Junior Rain. We believe in learning, we believe in age-appropriate, long-term athletic development, and we believe we have the responsibility to harness the power of youth sports to create better athletes, better people, closer families, and a better world. Thank you for joining us, and together we can make youth hockey a life-changing experience. Hello and welcome everyone to episode number two of Inside the Junior Reign, where we give you an inside look on what goes into delivering a, a hockey experience from a youth hockey club whose mission is to train and transform our youth for a better future. I'm your host and club president, Ben Frank, and with me as always is our Chief of Hockey Operations, Paul Esdale. Um, we're looking forward to episode number two. We're getting a little bit uh, more used to running a show together. Uh, we've, we've had all your questions and comments from last week's show, and we really appreciate that. So again, if you could, before we get into the, sh- the show today, uh, whether you're watching live or via the replay, please type in the comments, give us a thumbs up or a hey, hi. Let us know that you're watching so we can interact with you. Um, also, we've had some great questions and comments uh, from last week's show, so please continue to put your questions and comments in there. We've made sure to get back to everyone who put questions in. And if, if, if you like the show and you can connect with some of the things we're talking about, we really appreciate it if you would share it to your page or share it with other people that you know would like it as well. Uh, we want the show to have as, as much impact as possible, so we appreciate the comments, the questions, and uh, sharing the content as well. So thank you so much for the response so far. It's been, it's been pretty awesome so far, actually. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I, I know my dad loved it, and uh, <laughs> but more than just my dad loved it too, which is great to see, right? So we got a lot of a lot of feedback from a lot of people already, and uh, we're excited about it. Right. Uh, so today, um, our topic of, of show number two, we actually had some other ideas for some topics to get into, but right around in between the last show, uh, what uh, we thought something happened that we think is really a landmark for hockey all over the world, from youth all the way to adults and professional. Um, the the uh, the Declaration of Principles came out, and we shared some information on our on our Facebook about it. But um, it's really exciting because actually the LA Kings president. Uh, so the LA Kings obviously were affiliated, uh, being the junior reign, uh, the junior program for the Ontario Reign, who's the affiliate of, of, of the LA Kings. Um, uh, Luke Robitaille, the president of the LA Kings, was a major part of pushing through the direct Declaration of Principles. That was a combination of all kinds of different major powers in hockey, the NHL, the NHLPA, and a number of other leagues. I'll go into some details, but really, I think um, something that didn't maybe, that maybe not everyone has heard about yet, but a major moment in hockey, just clarifying the principles that we want from hockey all together for what what hockey can do for people's lives, what hockey can do for the community, and what all hockey organizations and everyone involved with stakeholders in hockey should be trying to align their programs around. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's a guidelines, right, for us to, to follow, philosophy for the, the hockey world to follow. And when you have, you know, USA Hockey, Hockey Canada, the yeah. NCAA, the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, and several other entities uh, joining forces, 17 of the major hockey organizations joining forces and agreeing upon these principles yeah. is, is major. And, and the other neat thing about it is uh, Pope approved. Yeah. You know? And so it went all the way up to the Vatican, yeah. which is pretty crazy kind of neat thing and uh, it's like these guidelines for all of us to kind of a, a moral compass to follow in and the, the real neat thing is that we're you know Luke Robitaille 
closely affiliated with the organization, was one of the, the big guys pushing it through. So really, really neat stuff. Yeah, something really just proud to be a part of. Um, and the, the cool thing is that what I, what I love about it is, you just mentioned about being a, and it talks in articles and I'll share some of that in a moment. It talks about having a compass for, to make decisions. Yeah. And we actually went through this process three or four years ago about, um, you know, Paul, Paul's been here as the, as the hockey director before he became the chief of hockey operations for almost six years now. And a few years ago, we went through kind of a gut check time, right? Where we had to decide, what are we doing here? What do we want, what do we want to deliver? Why do we want to do it? How can we do that? How can we make big long-term decisions based on, you know, not, not short-term decisions based on what, what solves the problem right now? Because we wanted to do this for the rest of our life. This is something we're passionate about. And we wanted to do this for long term, we wanted to do the right things and feel good about what we were doing. So we went through this whole process of, that's when we became a model association with Miyosei Hockey. It's when we became a proud, proud partner of Positive Coaching Alliance. And we've revised and did a belief system of our own uh, about three years ago that it's amazing the similarities in some of the stuff that's come out in the Declaration of Principles and just something really exciting to, to hear about. Yeah, and, and I think our thought process behind it was that there was all, you know, there's so many variables in youth hockey. And there's all these things that come up and there's, you know, there's imperfections. Sure. And we wanted something to, that we could revisit with our staff and, and, our, and our people yeah. that made sense. And the, the, we couldn't really figure out the name of it. And then we came up with the belief system. The belief system. And it's, it's eerily similar to the, the, the principles put up yeah. by the National Hockey League and the other 16 major organizations. So it's really a neat thing where they talk about what, what hockey can do. And similar to some of the stuff we talked about in our last show, in our last episode, was how how big of an impact hockey can make not just on the scoreboard but yeah. but on you know on people's lives and that's really what it's about and that's why like you said we're here to give back and that's why really a neat thing by the NHL and we're excited about it and it's neat to hear that people at the NHL this is the elite level in the sport right this is big business big money people making millions of dollars a year and they're talking about the impact that hockey has on communities and people for life regardless of where they end up in hockey right Luke Robitaille talks about his midget coach and how he talks to him this day because of the impact he had on his life and, and just the, that the vision of someone like Luke Robitaille and these entities involved to be thinking about what the masses involvement in hockey means compared to just they could just focus on the best players in the world and that's that's their main business that's their day-to-day -day, right but the right. vision to say we want to be something bigger we want to be something more important we want to have a bigger impact and a bigger legacy on the game. Yeah, and I think I think the pro model is to win hockey games, right? right. To win the Stanley Cup, the NHL sure. model, right? Is but to have the vision to bring it back to the roots. I think, and I think they realize that that the fans are they start as four, five, six, seven year olds, right? Yeah. And if we educate the people on what really hockey can be for everyone, I think they had the big picture mind the NHL. I think the NHL has done a fabulous job, and uh, from what I've read about it, about three years ago, Pat LaFontaine was the yeah. The start of the initiative of it, and now we finally got to it today, and now it's been launched this month, and uh, exciting stuff. Like you said, pretty interesting that that. So I think Pat Lafontaine and Luke Robitaille were at the Vatican for a sports values yeah. conference, and they got this inspired, I guess, yeah. to come back and work on this and get people on board with the Declaration of Principles, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I and, I, and I, I've been so busy doing a bunch of stuff this month. I I just saw it come out a couple weeks ago, and it inspired me. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a little piece uh, a few days ago about about my story. Um, about you know thanking hockey the, the model kind of was yeah. you know this is hockey thank you hockey and I, I wrote a little piece about it because it really made a impact in, in me and my life and it's really changed me and it's really seeing the declaration of principles really brought it full circle for me where yeah. I can say hey we are really doing the right things when we start to see the, from the top from the NHL level down 
talking about the same things about how hockey can be about it should be about character and life skills first uh, before anything else mm-hmm. and providing that platform kids to have a family fun safe environment those are those are music to my ears, I think. Now, on that topic, and then hopefully we'll have time today when we'll get into your story a little sure. bit more and how that reflects with what hockey can do for somebody's life. Uh, there's a Facebook post we have on our page that has Paul's story um, in line with the Declaration of Principles. We've also asked others to share their story. We had a really powerful story shared by actually a, a parent in a junior reign family about the impact hockey's had on, on, her, on her son. And hopefully we'll get, get get into that a little bit today as well. We uh, encourage you guys, if you, if you have, I know I, everyone has a story sure. in hockey and why they love hockey so much and what hockey's done for their life. We talked about it a little bit last show as well. I said every every uh, guy in my wedding party was from hockey. Yeah. All the places I've been around the world was from hockey. Um, so share your stories with us on the Facebook page too. We'd love to hear it. We'll talk, we'll talk about it on the show. Um, and uh, it's just it's just great to hear the individual impact of the game. So before I, I want to go into a little bit more detail on the Declaration of Principles and and get to your story too as as well, Paul. Before we do that, I want to go over our belief system that we sure. that we developed a few years ago, why we did that, and, and go over that a little bit. And so just to get back to we talked about having a compass and having guiding principles. Why is it so important to have a standard agreed upon? This is who we are, this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this guides every decision we make. Why do you think that's important to have that defined and communicated out there? Well, I think with our belief system, it, it puts the athlete first, first and foremost, and it, and it connects the athlete with the parent, and it connects the parent with the organization, and it gives people a sense of understanding of, of where we're going with this, and it gives a sense of consistency. We talked about last week about the consistency of product, yeah. And, it, and it, it puts that first before anything and it, it redirects, it, it gives you a bigger picture on, on what is, you know, the purpose of the sport and how it can, you know, impact kids' lives for the future. And I think, I think we, it's so easy to get caught up in the, yeah. you know, the Sunday games and you win or you lose or, you know, your team's great or team sucks or whatever that is. And, and, and we all get up, caught up with that because we're competitive. We want to win and all sure. this stuff. And, but there's just so many variables in these sports that, um, revisiting and being able to go back to that belief system to say, hey, these are really the core principles and values of what we believe in, and it, it's how we build culture, yeah. right? And I think that's the biggest thing is that we're, we're, what we do as an organization has to have some sort of culture, um, or it, it doesn't work efficiently. And I think that's why we want, want to have that belief system is because it, it gives something that we all can revisit back to together and, and believe in. We want people and families that believe in the belief system, yeah. right? And, and that, that's important to us, that they're the right fit, our staff's the right fit, and, and that's how we look at, you know, when we're hiring people, we, it's value-based hiring. I think that's what a lot of organizations are going to now, right? If it's a good person and they have good values and they believe in your belief system or values, we can teach them the job, right? And yeah, of course, they have to have a hockey background, that kind of stuff, but I think, all, you know, it, it transcends sports, I think, yeah. and goes into the business. Yeah, I think mean, that was a, a major turning point for us, but to be very clear and specific and public about this is who we are, this is why we do what we do, and this is how we do it. Because now, um, it's, it's very clear, it's like you said, a new staff member. The people that come on board believe passionately in that, and they want to deliver it. And the people that don't believe those things don't want to be a part of it because we're very, we're, it's polarizing, right? It's yeah. either you believe this or you don't. Before it was just kind of a hockey club. Yeah. So you could have different, all different types of philosophies or things like that that are in the mix. Or maybe you just never thought through deeply. And same thing with the parents. 
coming into the organization. This is what the club believes. This is how I know the decisions are gonna be made. So I'm gonna go into the belief system for a moment, but when it comes to things like, hey, should we sit these kids and play these kids to try to win in the last minute of the game? Should we put this player on this team because of this reason or what? These little short-term little things that come up week to week. Should we, should we do work on this in practice or work on this in practice? All these little decisions, how should we calendar the year? Should we travel with this team? Should we not travel with this team? Should we rotate the players in positions? Like they all, all these little questions, these, they're not a debate anymore because you just go back and you ask yourself, what does the belief system say? And that guides our decisions. And that's not easy. Yeah. And I think it takes courage, right? I think with, with leadership, right? There's people that lead or people want to follow. And I think, I hope that we've created a culture that people want to follow and that want to buy into is that really at the heart of it is we're putting the athlete first. And that's, that's our first and foremost, the most important thing is we're doing what's right for kids at their age appropriate age all the time. Regardless if it helps you win your game that sure. you're coaching on Sunday, sure. it makes you feel good. And that's the thing, right? all the time, and right? And it's hard, like, <laughs> it's hard to make those long-term decisions sometimes. I mean, it's not if you're clear about sure. it. But if you're not clear, if you're not absolutely clear, you know what the right thing is, you know what you've decided, yeah. you've communicated to everyone, this is what we're about. Then it becomes actually easy to do the right thing. And once again, it comes back to courage. It takes yeah. courage to be a leader and, and to make these tough decisions. And we make mistakes, of course, yeah. right? And we learn from those. But I think that's where it came down to is that really at the heart of it, what are we doing for kids? Let's make sure we do the best thing for the kids all the time. And to be willing to tell to, and to be willing to say to somebody, hey, if this is not what you believe, that's okay. Maybe this isn't the place, the place for you to work. Maybe this isn't the place for you to bring your child. Yeah. And to be okay with that rather than compromise well, make everyone happy and not do anything right. 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 Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to just go on our belief system. So this is a belief system we did about, about three years ago. Um, and it's, it leads with together we, can, together we can make youth hockey a life-changing experience. So the purpose of the together is that we have, it's, it's not just about us. It's about the, the administration, it's about the coaches, it's about the players, it's about the parents too, the families, everyone is a part of that. You have some questions? Okay, I'll look at that in a minute. Um, so together we can make youth hockey a life-changing experience. So right away we address too that this isn't just a youth hockey club. Our goal is to make this a life-changing experience, a positive, something that stays with them forever. Um, through youth hockey, our vehicle, the, what we know and what we love, to, we, how we know how to connect with the, with the kids and the families, and that together as a collective unit, we can, we can make this possible, which is, that's one sentence, but that's a big goal, right? <laughs> we, every player in our organization, we want, and parent and family and coach and volunteer and everyone, we want to make a life-changing experience all to working together towards that. So that's a big vision and a goal right away. Yeah, and I, I think that was key because I, we had, there's a couple points underneath it, but to have that unifying statement that this is why we're here this is why we're here yeah. and really guys it's that's really the truth like if you if you dive into the declaration of principles it, you know they're talking about the same things in it the nhl and all these 17 other major hockey organizations are talking about the same key principles and it's really neat to see and that's that's why we're here and, and that's why our, all these great stories that come up through the hockey world hit that absolutely and, okay so the belief system goes on to three major points we believe in learning we understand how learning works, and we build a scientific, evidence-based curriculum around these principles. It's going to be hard, it's going to be ugly, but we know that together we can learn and achieve anything we're willing to work for. So the key there again is we, we have the responsibility to, to study and to know our craft and to know how to help kids learn to the best of their ability. To accept that it's not an easy process, that it takes work, and that, some, and that we're gonna stick with them 
and support them even when it's ugly, even when it's, it's not easy, and be willing to do the tough things to get through that, that process. And that together, to, uh, to have that knowing that you can achieve anything that you want, if, if you're willing to put the work in, if you're willing to go through the struggle and the process to get there. Yeah, and we gotta give some props to USA Hockey, the American Development Model and Train Ugly, um, because that's where some, a lot of the science came from about really understanding what learning is, motor principles, uh, John Kessel from yeah. USA Volleyball, yeah. and those are those are the motor skills learning. And we talked about that last week about any kid that comes in with and uh, in the right environment, right, and, and does the right things on the ice, can can become a good hockey player. Yeah, and uh, you know that ties it in, and it's, but it's not easy. Yeah, and not everyone can do it, and and that's just that that's the name of the game right there. So we're it hit the nail on the head with that one. Absolutely, and just some websites to check out there. ADMKids.com is a great website from USA Hockey and ADM Model has a lot of sports science there and practice planning. TrainUgly.com is a yeah. site that we've liked a lot. Uh, we did an interview before with Trevor Reagan, talks a lot about the motor learning uh, behind behind uh, skill acquisition and development. And then yeah, John Kessel, there's some great stuff. Uh, he's USA Volleyball, amazing story there. We'll maybe get into another show, but he's got some great videos on YouTube talking about motor learning and, and how, to develop, uh, how to develop athletes. The next point, uh, in line, we believe in age-appropriate, long-term athletic development and are completely against the short-term, win-at-all-costs culture. So again, key here, put it out there. We're about the long-term. We're about that kid's career in hockey, lifetime in hockey. Not going to, we're not going to make short-term decisions if they sacrifice the long-term development of that player, no yeah. matter what. Even if, even if it could get you or me some short ego success or maybe a little bit easier from a parent group or whatever it is, we're gonna make long-term yeah. athletic decisions. And I think this might be the toughest one. Yeah. Uh, because you know, you get that game on Sunday and those there's some critical decisions you have to make, and then in every practice there's critical decisions made. And that's what why we developed the curriculum. Because now there's not decisions to be made. We know what we're doing, we know why we're doing it. It's because of the long-term athletic development, we're doing the right things for the kids at the right age groups, yeah. not just reactionary on Sunday. Yeah. And that's the difference. So we have the curriculum plan that way to resist that temptation, right? Yeah. Oh, we really need to work on our power play because yeah. it's not connected. So again, a 10-year-old hockey team, you could get some results on Sunday sure. by taking maybe your five most skilled players at the moment, which we, yeah. again, we don't know who's going to be most skilled yeah. at the end of the day, but at the moment, and practicing just with those five players on the power play for that full hour of that practice that week. Sure. And they might have a, we might have a better power play on Sunday. Sure. But what did we do for the long-term growth of that entire team, and, including those players? And, and that's the thing, is the team, right. right? Anyone can play the best five or eight players and win a youth hockey game. That's, to me, that's not coaching. That's not coaching, that's easy. That's the easiest thing yeah. to do. And that's what we see a lot around, around the country right now. Yeah. And what is tough is to develop all the players Right and, and make it sure you're doing the right things at, at all times. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't get to work on the power play. It doesn't yeah. mean you don't you don't get to work on penalty kill. You know different specific things that happen in games. Right. And you, there's tons of room for built that into the, into the curriculum. It's all built in there. Right. The great thing is we're not just focused on a couple of areas. Everything's in the curriculum. Yeah, we make sure that we plan it out in advance so that we make right. sure that we touch on everything. Yeah. Right. Great. Uh, third point. And a, another powerful one. We believe we have the responsibility to harness the power of youth sports and build better people, closer families, and a better world. So back to a big vision statement. Not only, not only a vision statement, we believe, believe that we have the responsibility to do this. To, to harness the power of youth sports, to, to, to take advantage of this opportunity in front of us. The, me and you, the, the kids that we work with here on a weekly basis, if we were walking by them on the street and we said, hey, 
Johnny, you should really brush your teeth before you go to bed. You should eat your vegetables. You should be a good kid. You should be a leader. How, what impact do we, could we have on, on, the, on these kids? We, through youth sports, we have the opportunity and the response that we take as a responsibility to have a tremendous impact on them, to be with them every week and to have an open, receptive ear of them to have an impact on them. And to take, take that responsibility seriously, not just waste it as we're just coaching hockey games, to take that responsibility for an opportunity to develop better people, closer families, and then a better world at the end of the day. And, and yeah, totally. And that's why we want our staff to be role models, right? I was at the rink uh, last weekend and we had a, a kid from uh, another club hadn't seen for a couple of years, yeah. came running up to me and was just so excited to see me. And uh, it's because of that impact we made on him. And it's really a neat thing where if you can do your sports right and be a leader, kids are going to look up to you. And, and that's why we have the belief system and the curriculum to help guide us. Because we don't, we don't know all the answers and we've developed this. And this is, these are things that will develop over time as well. And they have already. Yeah. And that's why when we bring in you know, our hires or new people, new staff and new families, we want to all be aligned to create this positive culture. And that last point there, it's almost verbatim of what's in the Declaration yeah. of Principles by the NHL, which is, which is crazy. And, and, it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal when you, when you decide that you're going to take, not just you know, passively coach hockey games and coach kids. When you say, you know what, I, we, have a, we have a vehicle here, we have a platform, we're going to take that, it's a responsibility. It's not just, well, that's the parent's job, that's you know, school's job. We're in this position to impact these kids and to have a serious, to change their future and say, take that responsibility seriously and we want to make sure we have a positive impact on them in that, in that role. Um, so I'm gonna, so we'll go into the Declaration of, of Principles here. We talked about it a little bit already as the LA Kings joined the NHL and 17 other organizations in developing a set of commonly shared beliefs that articulate a vision of delivering the best possible hockey experience for participants and their families. Um, so uh, the, the different uh, organizations on board, just to go through them real quickly here, I said NHL, NHLPA, the American Collegiate Hockey Association, the American Hockey League, the AHL, which is the minor leagues for the NHL, the Canadian Hockey League, which is the major junior league in, in, uh, in Canada, Canadian uh, Women's Hockey League, College Hockey Inc., East Coast Hockey League, which is another top professional league, Hockey Canada, International Ice Hockey Federation. So anytime USA Hockey and Hockey Canada are working together, that's right? Thing. That shows you how big of a deal it is. International Ice Hockey Federation, which hosts World Championships and things like that. The National Collegiate Athletic Association, National Women's Hockey League, North American Hockey League, uh, U Sports, United, uh, United States Hockey League, and USA Hockey, as I, as I mentioned. Um, over the years, last two years, hockey's leading governing bodies have gathered to discuss the state of the game and collaborate on cultural and structural changes to positively impact the sport. Um, and it goes on to talk about uh, Luke Robitaille and Pat LaFontaine being key drivers and pushing that, pushing that forward. Yeah, I guess the question is like, why did they do this, right? What yeah. was the point of this? And I, I, and I don't know that answer, but I, would, I, I think some of it definitely looks at is looking at the country, Canada, US, and the landscape of youth hockey. And that it looks like they probably are seeing that youth hockey, youth sports has been professionalized. Yeah. And you know, at the younger ages, there's you know all this money going into the coaching and win at all costs and all these things and they're they're creating broken players and they're losing kids because of the pressure it's not fun anymore um, all these things and I think that's what they're taking a look at the big picture of hockey and realizing 
if we're at the top of the National Hockey League and all these other organizations, where are we going to get our players and our fans in the long run? In the long, you know, we may be okay for the next five or ten years. What about 15, 20 years down the road? If we're on the same trajectory where, you know, we have kids quitting at 13 years old because of the pressure, no fun, all these different factors, um, we got we to gotta put something in here that's a guiding principle yeah. for everyone. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know if that's the well, answer, I think, I think was, that's got to be I think it was part, obvious. The if, if they, when they probably looked, stepped back and looked at it, I think it was obvious that there needed to be something yeah. that came from the top, yeah. that came from the NHL, from USF, from Hockey Canada, saying, this is what we want. Yeah. This is what's right. This is what's best for the game. And put it out there in writing. These are the principles. So now as a youth hockey organization, as a youth, you know, any, any, any kind of hockey stakeholder, you can look at these and, 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 and hopefully people will look at it and not, and realize, maybe just give some more thought to it, to what they're doing. Cause again, I coached before, we talked about three or four years ago, we redid everything. Mm-hmm. I coached and was part of an organization before that. I just, I never put an, enough thought into it. What do I want and really want out of this? So hopefully this, these principles will help people think about that stuff and think about it and, and get, make them come to a decision point where it's, I'm either going to be in alignment with this or if they're, once you're aware of it, you're either, you're in alignment or you're against it, yeah. you know, and, and have to make that decision. Do I going to change what I'm doing or uh, am I going to just keep doing what I'm doing and, and, and know that I'm not in alignment with what the, be- the most experts, people in the game knows what's best for kids and what's best for a hockey community. Yeah. Any youth hockey organization can adopt these principles and yeah. just use them. And I yeah. think that's, that's it's the not a secret, there. right? It's, yeah. It's out there and it's, it's similar to the American Belton model, right? The yeah. ABM. And it takes time to change culture, right? And I think if you put the ADM together with the Declaration of Principles, you got something very powerful. Absolutely. So um, I want to read some of them here. Uh, they said they're, they're meant to serve as an internal compass to help guide decisions and shift behaviors of hockey organizations, as well as p- players, parents, coaches, fans, partners, and all of those who represent and care for the sport of hockey. So we just, that's kind of what we just mentioned. Those who love hockey know that it requires teamwork perseverance instills integrity and a sense of humility strengths strengthens character and brings communities together we talked about our belief system together we can make a hockey life-changing experience uh robotai explained that there are a lot of things you don't want to hear from your parents but if your coach tells you you accept it when when done right a coach's influence on kids is powerful it stays with you forever and he says he talks to his midget coach to this day because he changed his life and that's pretty amazing to to to, to, to know that you have that potential of impact if if done right that's what he says because you could have the other impact too you got regardless coaches and organizations they have an impact whether they like it or not so is that impact going to be a positive one that stays with someone for life or a negative one that probably also stays with them for life yeah which is that's where the responsibility comes in how deep and important it is um, so i'm going to just read through the declaration principles here and look for similarities too to what what we've been working on in our belief system and we're going to go back and we're going to continue to revise and innovate and improve our belief system as well and take some ideas from from here. So we believe every leader of the sport has a responsibility to inspire stakeholders in an effort to deliver a positive family hockey experience. Hockey participation offers families value beyond making an individual better, a better player or even a better athlete. The game of hockey is a powerful platform for participants to build character, foster positive values and develop important life skills. so the common values that we, that we jointly pledge in. So you can go on to thisishockey.org and take the pledge. We're, we're going to make sure all of our staff take the pledge. Hopefully all the parents and uh, players in the organization will take the pledge as well. And so these are the values that you've taken a pledge to. Hockey should be an enjoyable family experience. 
all, all stakeholders, organizations, players, parents, siblings, coaches, referees, volunteers, and ring operators, operators play a role in this effort. So again, together. Hockey, number two, hockey's greatest value is the role it plays in the development of character and life skills. So beyond the hockey... Interesting, that's number two right away. <laughs> yeah, right at the top, right? Beyond developing to be an NHL player, beyond winning hockey games, right? Number three, all hockey organizations, regardless of size or level of competition, bring value to players and families in their ability to deliver a positive family experience. So every hockey organization plays an important role, whether you're an elite AAA or uh, start to learn, to learn to play hockey program, right? Number four, physical activity is important for a healthy body, mind, and spirit. Should be fairly obvious. Number five, there are significant benefits of youth participation in multiple sports. So it's back to the ABM, yep. the American Development Model, encouraging kids not to specialize in one sport only, to play other sports, to be, to be athletes, and to try different things. Number six, hockey programs should be age appropriate for all players accounting for each individual's physical, emotional, and cognitive development. Right off the ABM right model. Right off the yeah. ABM model. Yeah. And again, not knowing that seven-year-old, some kid, maybe the biggest, there's a huge kid because they grew faster, and there's another kid that's smaller, and maybe the big kid actually emotionally or cognitively is less developed than the smaller yeah. kid. And understanding those kids all have different, they're at different points in their path, they're not finished products, and being patient and working with them and helping them to their full potential. Uh, number seven. There is great value in all forms of hockey, both on and off the ice. Ball hockey at home, roller hockey, ice hockey, street, street hockey, hockey, all that. Rollerball, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um, that all of is important. Number eight, all hockey programs should provide a safe, positive, and inclusive environment for players and families, regardless of race, color, religion, national origin, gender, age, disability, sexual orientation, and socioeconomic status. Simply put, hockey is for everyone. We believe in our ability to improve lives and strengthen communities globally through hockey. We believe that living these principles will provide a healthy, balanced, and enjoyable experience for all and inspire impactful service beyond the rink. A lot of we believe, yeah. we believe, we believe, which is powerful, uh, the powerful part of making this something so much bigger than just, than just hockey. Yeah, it's, it's a life-changing experience, right? I think it ties all of our principles in together and, and what the ADM stands for and it's really just a, it's a monumental time for hockey in the National Hockey League, stepping up and putting this out there together and having the other organizations support it. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's transformative. I think it's a, it's a major deal and it's, uh, it puts hockey on a pedestal right now. Awesome. We have a couple of comments that came in. I just want to say, uh, Louis, Louis, uh, sorry, Louis Macias yeah. says, good job guys. So thanks Louis. Thanks <laughs> for watching this live. Uh, and we have another question. Uh, Dave Magnus asked about, What's the best way to get on a junior reign hockey team next season? Um, Dave, uh, send, uh, send, send me an email, just ben at juniorreign.com. Uh, we'll get you all the information, our team plans and things like that. Um, you can Anyone out there can contact us through our website. We'll get yeah. back to you right away and, 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 and answer questions. Yeah, make sure people go to the website, www.jrreign.com. There's a lot of great information on there that people can watch and learn yeah. about the organization. Great. Uh, we're pretty much at time. I wanted to get into your story, Paul. Maybe we'll uh, do that next week. Uh, Paul's story is written in a letter on our website through hockey, and we have another awesome story on there shared from a, from a parent, uh, uh, Talon Castro, uh, from our, from our uh, squirt program this yep. year. Uh, so check those stories out. Let us know any comments or questions you have, and we'll see you guys next Monday for episode three of Inside the Junior Reign. Oh, last thing. Uh, Please remember, give us a hello, 
So we know you're watching. So put us your questions and comments. And again, uh, please share the episode if you got value of it and you have others that you think might get some value. Thanks again, everyone. See you guys next week. Thank you.